Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know that you do too. On today's show, host with the most Dermot O'Leary is in the house and yes, he has a star-studded past on radio and television presenting some incredibly high-profile shows and yes, he's been headhunted to work with the best of the best in the business and in celeb land. But here on this show, we want to know all about his kids' books and his ninja cat, Toto. That's coming up in just a little bit. But first, I wanted to know what is your favorite book? My favorite book will probably be Emergency. Well, it's a type of book. Well, they're like people who work for emergency services. Please fire brigade and one ally it would be one of the rachel renee russell ones dork diaries skating sensation it's pretty good it's about a girl and her friends they're trying to win a skating competition but they're really bad at it and her enemy is trying to sabotage it and all that i just kind of want to read more to see what happens because in the end they make up like a plan that saves it all i like to read War books. My favorite book would be Boy Giant. It was the first war-ish book that I've ever read. I like how the author writes the story. Then I like the adventure that he puts the story in. My favorite books are a couple of ones. So Isadora Moon and also I think I like lots of fairy tales and adventures and also Dartman. I think Dartman's really good because it's a comic but it's actually really funny and also the little baby says why 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 to the daddy cat my favorite is probably all the invisible things or all the bad apples the way it's written is really clever Now on We Love Books, it's time for We Love Reviews. Ten-year-old Ella has read Into the Spotlight by Carrie Hope Fletcher. Let's see what Ella made of the book. The book is about three children. Their names are Marigold, Mabel and Morris. And they have to save their theatre because if they don't get enough money, it will get closed down. Marigold is the oldest and she is trying to write a play that can be able to get loads of audience and get enough money to save the theatre. While she's writing her play, she can't think of anything to write it about, but she finds a book about three girls who used to own the theatre before her and she did lots of research on them and she decided to write the play on them but there's someone who's trying to buy the theatre and knock it down turn it into a mansion so they have to work really hard to make the play good so she's writing her play on the three girls who she found their like diary about 
Basically, when the play is happening, the girl who is trying to buy their theatre is sabotaging the whole play and she's trying to make the theatre bad to get the play to shut down. I really liked it. I think that the plot was very good and how they found the diary and started to write the play about it and sabotaging it. I think that it was really, the actual plot was very good. I really liked it. I'd say that some of it might be, I mean, to understand the book, it's quite easy for to understand, but to read it, I'd say for maybe seven and up, I'd say. Well, I think that for like older people as well, it's a very interesting book and I'd say that a lot of people would like it. I feel like readers that would like it would be happy endings or a lot of things because some books have like sad endings and stuff. And the plot of it, like trying to save the day. I know I've read a few books like that and they were really good. Now on We Love Books, it's time for our interview with a featured author. This author has met everybody who's anybody in Celebland through his incredibly impressive career as a TV and radio presenter. But we're interested in one person in particular. Well, one cat in particular, Toto the Ninja Cat. Dermot O'Leary spills secrets on his newest book, Toto the Ninja Cat and the Mystery Jewel Thief, and we check in on how real-life Toto is getting on. If you've read any of Dermot's previous three kids' books, you'll know there's an animal music festival called Catstonbury, which sounds like great fun, and I was quite concerned that due to the pandemic, it might not be going ahead this year. I'd love to know if, if Catstonbury is cancelled this year. <laughs> you imagine it's not going ahead. I'm very disappointed. No, uh, well, I suppose Catstonbury's maybe the animals will like find a way around it and just, you know, I think there have been so few COVID cases with the yeah. animals that, you know, maybe they'll be okay and don't, they don't need to socially distance as much. Because it would be very disappointing if, you know, if everything was cancelled. But how, uh, how is Toto dealing with the lockdown of COVID-19? Is she okay? It's like it's like she doesn't even know it's going on. She is, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That that girl is so oblivious. Uh, she is. It's like nothing's happened. She's still the same chill cat. She, I just saw her. Walk, I was hoping she'd come and say hello. Oh. <laughs> um, she's she's super chilled. Normally, when she hears my voice or our voice, if we're if we're working up here on Zoom or whatever, she'll come and say hello. But she's. Uh, but I think she's asleep somewhere. She's doing so well. She's. Uh, She's, she's loving lockdown, yeah. It's really giving her time to centre herself and, and work out what's important in life. That's lovely. Um, I've read the book. I loved the book. Action-packed. And she gets into a bit of hot water. I don't know how much we're able to give away, but would you be able to tell our kids who listen to the We Love Books podcast a little bit about this new fourth adventure? Yeah, so Toto now is a fully-fledged ninja. She's loving life. Life's gone well. She works for Larry the 10 Downing Street Cat. Uh, for the kids that haven't read any of the books before, Toto is a, uh, a member of an old ancient order of international uh, cat ninjas. Uh, each world leader, human world leader, has an animal with them. 
uh, or a cat with them who make sure that they don't do anything stupid. They think they're there as pets, but actually every cat is with the world leader to make sure they don't do anything stupid through their mantra of purrs, paws, and claws, which is what they use in that order. So if the purrs don't work, they use the paws. If the paws don't work, they use the claws to make sure no stupid red buttons are pushed. The photo <laughs> is doing pretty well. Life's going well for her, and she's out. She's having a great evening out, and uh, she's doing a bit of diplomatic work with Sheila Snarlingfoot, who's head of the police dogs. And uh, the French ambassador is coming to stay the next day, Monsieur Raton Laveur, and he wants to see um, the uh, animal crown jewels. And uh, so uh, Toto and Larry take uh, the ambassador on his tour to see the crown jewels, uh, where Cyril, the, uh, the head raven at the Tower of London, uh, he looks after them, he is the, the curator there. And the jewels have been stolen, and Larry gets blamed. So Toto has to escape and then prove Larry's innocence and then find out who actually stole the jewels. I thought it was very cool because she had to cross over to the other side of the law this time. So yeah, she's on the run. The yeah. Well, she has uh, three sidekicks now in her in her, her brother and her adopted brother, uh, Silver and Socks, respectively. And then her sort of hybrid species fluid friend, uh, Catface, who is a rat who also lives his life as a cat. But who's the most popular guy in town, really. He's, uh, everyone loves Catface. So she has three very able deputies who can help her. But yeah, she has to break the law. What can we say? She's, she's got to prove uh, her boss's innocence. <laughs> I was reading that and just just feeling for you because when it comes to the audiobooks, I mean, you've got Welsh corgis. You've got... <laughs> uh, Did you hear it? I, I haven't heard it, but I was reading the book and I was imagining, how is Dermot going to do all the voices? There's a lot of voices. There's a lot of dialogue. The more characters I, I, I write, <laughs> the more diverse my accents and voices have to be. Yeah. And after you've got about five to seven, you sort of run out of that. I can't really do any more accents. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where you forget when you're doing the audiobook and then you look down at chapter five and go, oh, it's the Welsh Corgi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Like, okay, how's that going to sound? Yeah, you've, you've asked a very pertinent question there because I, like, I think sometimes the engineers looked up and went, that character sounds exactly the same as the other character. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. But I just thought, I mean, there's an awful lot. I mean, there's Larry and Socks and there's Toto. And the, actually, I need to ask you a question about Toto that came into my mind as I was buying cheese in the supermarket yesterday. Right. The name Toto, traditionally a perhaps a dog's name from The Wizard of Oz. Where does the name Toto? It never occurred to me to ask where her name came from. Well, not only is it a dog's name, it's also a boy's name. It's, it's a, a boy's name, boy's yeah. Name. We have... Um, we had we had Silver and Toto who we adopted from Italy. Yes. And, um, and we got a little place in Italy, and we were there, and this lovely cat was there called Plaxi, who's Toto's mum. And uh, and we went back one year, and Plaxi was really heavily pregnant, and I came back a day early, and Dee stayed out there and ended up delivering helping deliver these cats. And we from the very start we thought Silver was a girl and Toto was a boy. Oh. <laughs> and we called Silver Silver because he had this great shock of silver hair and a massive big bushy tail. And uh, Toto was, uh, we didn't know Toto was blind at the time, but Toto was just a little bit stockier and she looked like a little boy. And so I said to my, my friends over there, Italian friends, I said, What's, what would be a great Italian boy's name? And my friend Paolo said, oh, you should call, it, you should call him Salvatore. And nice. Toto is a, well, it was a guy over there who's a really famous comic actor, like their Charlie Chaplin who was called Toto as an abbreviation for Salvatore. And I thought, that's such a great idea. And then, of course, we brought them over here, and the vet went, mm, the girl is the girl, the girl is the girl. <laughs> uh, 
where they would name them. So Toto, Toto it was. I think it's great. This lovely irony. A boy dog's name for a ninja cat. I think it's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely perfect. What does it feel like to be on number four? Because originally, if, from what I understand, you approached with an idea, then you got a two book deal, but now we're on to book four. Exactly, and very flattering. And considering I didn't know, I mean, I thought I could write it, but I didn't know how, how good or otherwise it would be. I'm really happy with how it's been received. I mean, I mean, obviously it's so well, but blah, blah, but just more how it's gone down in terms of, you know, kids that, when you do a book tour, kids really engage with it. And I mean, they say you really engage with it. Some kids come up and you sign the book and they sort of look into middle distance and they're kind of like, oh, oh yeah, you know, oh, okay. And then the next kid will come up and just unload on you and go, Man, I love chapter two where <laughs> Toto did the thing and like I ask you questions about details you can't possibly know. And you're like, ah, I'm not this kid. Um, but I really enjoy painting a world uh, like we talked about earlier uh, and banishing a world more and more and that level of personification that I'm really keen on. And so the more you do, the more you can do that and it allows you to indulge that. That's so exciting. I'll never look at London the same way. I'll always be wondering who's going around on the animal underground. What's below us right What now? is below us? What's in the sewers? Who's doing their shopping? Very exciting. <laughs> Have you ever been through the sewers yourself and shopped in any of the animal shops? Or would you like just, to go? I'm too big, I can't get down there. <laughs> I hear them partying. Yeah. I hear them <laughs> And I absolutely loved it. Love the action. I feel like it's getting more high octane with every book almost. Um, do you find yourself developing as a writer as you go through the series? Yeah, because because you're able to develop those characters. So uh, you don't have to explain as much. Um, yeah. Because you know that your viewers know Cat Pace's attributes or that, you know, don't have to explain that Toto's blind all the time. So I really enjoy the new characters because then, you, you know, you've got that blank canvas. But I really enjoy developing Toto and, and, and also she, she, she's an Italian immigrant. So she comes more uh, at home, I suppose, and, and more part, part, you know, part of the fabric of, of London and, and she becomes a Londoner. So, yeah, that's really fun. I imagine something that must be fun for you is seeing Nick East's beautiful illustrations when you get them for the first time. What is that like? Neve, it's, it, there are certain moments where... When you're writing a book, where you you get you sort of almost look forward to it, the excitement of it. When you first start, definitely when you finish, uh, you know publication day, and the first time I see Nick's illustrations, uh, he sort of he's quite teased Nick. He sort of puts them on Twitter or Instagram every now and again, just like then doesn't tell me, and then I just see it. I'm like, send me them, send me them, send me them. <laughs> um, so he's great. Uh, but when I see the worlds he creates, and we sort of hook up a few times on Zoom or. But when I finally see his first draft, I mean, I have, I have so little notes, whatever, you know, I, I have rarely anything to say to Nick because we just get each other really well. And he's such a wonderful, um, magic man who's this incredible world maker. And apart from the amazing illustrations, what else is really exciting about publishing your, your latest book? To be honest, I love getting out there. And that's going to be obviously difficult yeah. with lockdown. But I love... The school trips and the things I learn, and I see and engaging with kids and, and, and parents actually and families and just uh, whether it's a book festival or a school visit or something. And I love talking about it. It's so nice to be able to talk about something. You know, I've interviewed so many musicians in my life where I that finally the pennies drop for me where I go, I get it now. I get the fact that when you, you make the album and then you, you sort of hand the album over to the record company and just go, that's it, I can't do it anymore. I want it back, I want it back. No, you can't do it back. <laughs> 
and, 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 and you know, and I sort of always nod and then went, yeah, but, you know, you've got to be happy with it, blah, blah, blah. And in actual fact, I get it now totally. This is, this is how it's, I'm, I've got so much sympathy for <laughs> Well, I couldn't let Dermot go without first subjecting him to the gruelling We Love Books favourites round. Let's see how he fared. Okay, Dermot, are you ready for the We Love Books favourites round? Yes, yes, yes. Are you sure? No, no, no. Good, because you should be afraid. What is your favourite food? <sighs> Tojo was tough. Fish, good answer. I think that Tozo would like that. What is your favourite pizza topping? Oh, um, a salami, a pepperoni. Nice. 100%. The only pizza topping, I don't understand. That's... What is your favourite foreign country to visit? Italy. Favourite type of music? Indie, rock, Americana. Favourite colour? Uh, green. Favourite animal? Contentious? Cats. <laughs> Favourite time of year? Ooh, late spring, early summer. Favourite book you read as a child? Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Well done. Favourite sweet treat? Oh, wine gums. Favourite type of weather? Sunny. And finally, favourite gift you ever got from Santa? Oh, my, uh, my pa- Santa got me a, a, a car garage when I was five. And I was reminiscing about it with my mum and dad last week. And they still, we all still agree it's the greatest present I ever got. That sounds like a wonderful oh, present. a Rally Sun Solo, which is my first race of mine. Now on We Love Books, we love a sneak peek. Dermot is very kindly going to read an extract from his latest book, Toto the Ninja Cat and the Mystery Jewel Thief. So this extract is a couple of chapters into the book. Uh, Toto, my heroine, is helping to look after the French ambassador on a visit to the crown jewel scene in the animal world. Amazing um, diamond cat collar which is kept safely in the lock and key of the Tower of London. So, you can imagine the scene, Toto is the chief, uh, Toto's with the Chief Raven, her brother Sylvan Socks, a ninja boss Larry, the French ambassador, a rat uh, called Monsieur Raton Laveur, and the Home Secretary, a very stuffy cat called uh, uh, Wigbert Fluffy Paws III. And Cyril starts here, and he's addressing everyone, and we're about to see the colour. Old Thomas Collar is the most sacred object in our kingdom. He was bequeathed by old Tom himself, the first animal guardian of Britain. His vow to protect our world is now passed down to Larry and Toto, said Cyril, the chief raven. Whilst the other animals hung on every word, Sir Fluffy Paws was having none. It was clear he wasn't really a fan of the ninjas. Rolling his eyes, he interrupted Rudy. Yes, yes, all fine, but can we just see the jewels? Cyril and Flustered continued. Only two keys exist in the world. This one I keep in my plea, which the other is held by the current holder of Tom's post, Larry. Without these keys, it's simply impenetrable. Now, if you'll follow me. He opened the door with a flourish and they climbed the stone stairs beyond. Oh my days, I can't wait to see this color, Toto, Sock said as he bounded up excitedly. I've only seen pictures, but I know it's beautiful. Silver nudged Toto as I climbed the stairs and saw her beam with pride. To think one day you'll be holding the key, sis. Those cats in Italy can see us now. After two flights, the party arrived at a landing. Cyril unlocked another door, which led to a small circular room, at the centre of which was a velvet curtain. Behold, he announced, and he drew the velvet curtains to reveal nothing. Just an empty glass case with its door open. Everyone gasped. The whiskers on Larry's face drooped. Cyril didn't look too much happier. 
The two old friends stared at each other in disbelief, as if to ask the question, how could the collar be gone? The first animal to regain some composure was, unfortunately, Sir Wiggypaw, Sir Wigbert Fluffyball's the third. This is an outrage! What do you two have to say for yourself? You've lost one of the most precious things this government owns, not to mention the embarrassment this has caused us in front of our distinguished guests, he announced. Well, then me, I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. The ambassador piped up. He seemed to be trying to defuse the situation. Oh, there's an explanation, all right. One of these two, or both of them, most likely, have stolen it. Thanks, Dermot, for that latest exciting insight into the world of Toto the Ninja Cat and all of her animal friends. Well, that's it for today's We Love Books. A huge thanks to all the kids who took part and to the adults who helped make it all possible. I'll be back next week as author Jess French sprinkles a little everyday magic onto the podcast. I'm Neve Bennett, this is We Love Books, and until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.